Welcome to the University Star Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Keeson Ramirez, and joining me again, uh, we didn't scare him off. He's still here. Okay. He's still wanting back, to do the man. shows. He came back. Uh, <laughs> Christian Rodriguez, uh, now the assistant sports editor for the University Star. How are you been? I'm doing good, man. I had a test today. It wasn't too, wasn't too fun, but hopefully I got a good grade on it. It's one of those things like you just don't know, man. You go into it and you're like, you're like oh, I think I might have yeah. messed that up. Yeah, so I prayed for it at the end. I prayed for it and turned it in. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, man, it's been all right lately. I've been doing good. I think uh, just like you kind of were a little worried about the result. I think that's how Texas State softball was feeling during against Incarnate Word. Um, they defeated the Cardinals 1-0, but it was not exactly the performance you thought. Um, considering going into the game, Incarnate Word was four and twenty-seven. Yeah. And it was 1-0. I don't really know what happened there. It wasn't a very pretty game, man. And if you were there to watch it, it, it got boring at times, honestly. And uh, it just it was it was just kind of slow. And they do they've done this a lot this year. They've kind of or not a lot, but they've done it a few times. They they've kind of let teams that shouldn't shouldn't be w- close with them kind of hang around and kind of play to their level through certain parts of the game. And in this game, it was mainly the whole entire game. Like you said, they're four and tw- Incarnate Ward's 4-28 and on the season, not doing very well by any means, kind of like the Knicks of college softball. And, uh, yeah, and Texas State just they kind of squandered this one. And, I mean, they, they, they came out with a win, but it was ugly. And it wasn't, it wasn't very motivating, especially going into a tough matchup, two matchups this weekend with Texas with a home-and-home. Home, so. If there was a team that you should not let in, because we came into it, we were on the same page, like they should win 8-0. to zero. They should probably they sh- run roll this game. Five, it should have been five um, points, yeah. Carnet Ward entered the game. It, well, before they had a 13-game losing streak, and then you defeated Texas Southern 6-1, uh, to one, ending the 13-game winning streak before the matchup against Texas State. Um, some stats about the game. Bobcats had eight hits. Uh, UIW had two hits. Courtney Carl was 3-of-3 three three with a double. Courtney Harris, one of three, but her one hit was the pivotal hit. She got the home run in the fourth inning to give the Bobcats the 1-0 lead. And you look at it, quadrupled their hit total. Probably 1-0 one, one is not what you want. And I can only, I mean, I think I can see 4-0 and Coach Woodard would not be happy, but I can't imagine 1-0 being anything happy. So I guess I'm going to ask, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be blunt. Uh, what happened? Well, how did this result come to be? Well, I mean, you got to give some credit to the pitching staff from Incarnate Word. I mean, uh, Kristen Hebert, I'm trying to pronounce her name right, or Hey Bear, I don't know. She uh, she pitched the entire game, and she she was kind of awkward the way she kind of threw and the way she kind of attacked the zone. It was it was it was a little it was a little different, and you couldn't kind of find a rhythm with her. You got to give her credit for that, but uh, but still, there there's no excuse. Uh, they should have found a rhythm eventually, and that just wasn't the case. And luckily, Courtney, like you said, hit a, hit a solo home run in the bottom of the fourth inning that turned out to be the game-winning home run. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This game just what didn't didn't appeal to me. I'm, I was sitting there. I was like, gosh, Please I hope explain. something happens, man. <laughs> I was hoping something could just hurt. It was like because I, I was watching the Spurs the other day, and against Miami, that first quarter and first half really was kind of just ugly and boring, and it was just like turnover. Score after should turnover, be fun, yeah. Forth. Score yeah. some runs, it wasn't, please. It wasn't smooth, and this game was that. It just wasn't smooth, and I think that was the reason that it was just stayed close the whole game. And I think, and Courtney and Court, Courtney Harris and Courtney Coral, they stepped up big in this game. Uh, this even though Courtney Corals. She had three. She went three for three, and none of those really turned into runs for the team. But 
they were just big. I mean, they were they could have, and she stepped up and she had a double. Which yeah, is tell some, me about that double. I saw a photo. You had the story. Yeah. I feel like Courtney Coral was stretching a double. I mean, no, it was, great player, no, but well, that's she was running because she's she she she's usually when she gets a base hit, they usually bring in a pinch runner for her. And earlier in the game, it was Kimberly Nivar that came in for, her. and. Uh, and I guess she didn't want to have a pinch runner. She was trying to prove something. I'm not to doing none of she that. Was, she was trying to prove something to Ricky. I'll I show think. you pinch runner. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you was, pinch runner. And she, she ran it first, and they made the throw to second base, and it was close. She, I thought she was out, and and I guess the ump thought otherwise, and they called her safe. And I mean, those two players, Courtney and Courtney, the two Courtneys, they stepped up big. And like seniors, that's what you got to do, and especially in games like this. And and. Uh, Ricky said something after the game. She said, well, I think they knew that everyone was pretty flat tonight. They did a good job of doing enough to keep us going and trying to keep us motivated enough to win a ball game. And I think that's true, and I think that's what you have to ask of your seniors. They have to be the leaders of the team. And when it's ugly, you got to turn to the to the veterans, and you have to ask them to step up, and I think they did tonight. On that uh, Courtney Coral double, we got a great photo out of it. It's going to be we our did. it's going to be our photo for yeah. the for the story running into uh, Thursday's paper, so that was really interesting. That's why I brought it up. Cause like, oh, her wow. facial like, expression was it was cause, pretty. Because <laughs> I, 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 they show me the photo because we do the captions and things like that, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. That's Courtney Coral. That's something that yeah. I feel like I haven't watched a team as closely as you have, but yeah. I feel like that's something that you don't like, see every day. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you're like, is that first base? That's first base. <laughs> it's gonna be, she's sliding in the first base. <laughs> she barely made first base on a double. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, but yeah. you know, a game, ten hits. Not a lot going on, like you said. One hour, thirty minutes. You could probably watch like yeah, it was you, fast. You can I mean, watch like six par- episodes of Parks and Rec and still be like before this is over. Yeah, that ump, uh, she was calling a lot of questionable strikes. And that's, that's and what was I was like, gonna ask. Was trying, like, it was like she she was trying to get the game over with. She promised someone that she she was like, I'm gonna get this done so we can we can go hang out and <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get this over with real quick. I need to be out of here by seven. <laughs> yeah, she she was she was ready to go and and I'm not trying to take away anything from Randy. Um, Rand, uh, Randy had 14 strikeouts tonight, season high, career high. Oh, that was that was all. I mean, like usual, she steps up when when they need it. But uh, I'm not trying to take anything away from her. But there was a lot of for both sides. I mean, it wasn't just like she was calling questionable strikes for just Texas State or just Incarnate Word. It was it was it was evenly distributed. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that kind of contributed to why the the game went so quickly. So Randy Rupp. Let's talk about her. Yeah. She again, did it again. Like um, we're going to keep talking about it because she keeps pitching. Uh, we, I remember <laughs> we came into the game um, before we had a conversation about how, okay, Incarnate Word's not good at, ba- at softball. They just, they just very, they're not. And you go into a Friday game against Texas at home, Saturday away at, tex- at Texas. I was thinking maybe this is the time to rest Randy Rupp, but I guess not. She had seven innings. Um, she allowed two hits, no earned runs, no walks, 14 strikeouts. 99 pitches, um, 14 pitches per inning. That's pretty efficient, yeah. and it turned out well. But I just, I don't. I guess they really needed this, considering the fact that they only put up a run on. But I, part of me was thinking, okay, what's what's going on here? I, I keep asking She's that because I, 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 I may be naive. I may be naive, but. It would be boring. <laughs> it's more fun to watch when she's pitching. I feel like maybe it's part of it. Uh, Ricky just wants to entertain the crowd, I think, and see how many strikeouts that how because she's leading the. She's leading the Sun Belt oh in strikeouts boy. by a very large margin. She has 206. And I looked earlier, and I don't want to be wrong when I say this, but the next was I would this I would say it's close to 150, and that's being really nice. I think it's not even close to one. I think it could be in the 130s, the next closest second place. And she has 206. So 
that shows you how aggressive she's being. And I think that's that's kind of what you have to be when you're a freshman. You have to be come in and and be aggressive from the get-go. And I think she's done that. And I think we'll continue to see her succeed this year. And hopefully, I mean, I'll know. I asked uh, Jen, who's the SID for the Texas, uh, the softball team, if uh, she thought that uh, that Randy would pitch both Friday and Saturday. And she said she didn't know. And if I – if I was to guess, I would say she does pitch Friday and Saturday, and I think that'll give Texas State definitely the best shot to win one or maybe both. And they don't have a game on Sunday, Monday, no. Tuesday. I mean, that's I mean, that, those I are mean, rest. She days. can she can rest those days. Those she, are she can. Those she, are I'm sure she. And I'm days. sure if you asked her, she would want to play Friday and Saturday. So yeah, we'll see. There <laughs> not really a lot of knocks on her. The only knock I saw was that she allowed a triple. Um, by Taylor Johnson, uh, UIW Taylor Johnson, and then, you know, runner on third base, two outs, could be a run. I mean, it was 1-0 yeah. at the time. That's a tying run. You know your offense isn't playing well, and you can let up. Next batter, she grounds out to shortstop, inning yeah. over, and that was the last – that was really the only the only sco- scoring opportunity that UIW had. Randy Rupp came out of it alive. Well, on that on that, I, on that hit, most she hit it betw- uh, in the left center, and most uh, – most players, Taylor Johnson, no one, I guess, knows her. I mean, the people that listen to this probably didn't go to the game, or maybe they did, but if you saw her, you saw her. She was fast. She was blazing. And she, for most people, that would have been a double, but she got to third very quickly. Was it close? No, I didn't think so. No, it was pretty, it was pretty, you could tell that she was going to get there in time. And everyone in the in the press box was like, that's a triple because they weren't paying attention. And I guess people were looking down and they thought it was just going to be a double. And then they looked up and she was at third and uh, she, she was going pretty quick, but, uh, but yeah, that was a, that was, that could have been a moment when they, like I said, they Texas state's done this a few times. They've let people hang in there. And at the end, the other team kind of starts to rally and starts to put up, put some string, some hits together and put some runs up on the board. And, uh, but I mean, uh, Randy Rupp, like Coach Woodard said, uh, she said she loves pitching in these games where she can work on some things and just work on getting better. I thought once again she got better as the game went on and did a great job for us. And Coach Woodard's reiterated that a lot this year, how she gets better towards the end of the game. And even if you put – even if because against Lafayette in that first game, they uh, they allowed 13 runs. Texas, Texas State did, yep, and they, they did. I mean, they scored fourteen themselves, but they allowed thirteen runs. And she Lafa- allowed all of them. By and, La- the way. and Lafayette uh, replaced their pitcher once or once or twice, and I think they, they had kept, three. Yeah, yeah, and they kept Randy in the entire game. And I asked her about that after the game, and she says, "Well, she's probably she she Coach Woodard says she's one of those players that, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but she yeah. said that uh, she's one of those players that they're probably not going to take out at t- at the end of games when it's close, no matter what the score is, is that she gets better towards the end." When she's, it's just something. Good players. That's what I mean. great. That's the measure of a great player. Yeah. If you can make that last play and you can get, you're better in the fourth quarter than you're in the first quarter. That's what separates, you know, a good player yeah. from an when historically it's good time. player. When like, it's winning time, yeah. you win. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. That's what she does well. And I think that, I mean, it, like you said, it was close there at the end when Taylor when Taylor Johnson got on third, but uh, but she was able to close out the inning and they eventually won the game. So. 
I feel like we we could have a thirty minute podcast minimum of just Randy Rupp just talking about yeah, what she can do life. and her life and how great of a, p- a pitcher she is. But you know, we'll save that for future podcasts. A player that we haven't got a lot of mention and she deserves it in my opinion, uh, Courtney Harris. She was one for three in the in the one zero win, but her one hit, as we said earlier, one home run gave him the lead in the fourth inning. For the season, she's batting 343, third on the team. Slugging percentage is seventh. Uh, on base percentage is third on the team. Six home runs is fourth. She's not the top of anything, but you look at it top to bottom. She is competing in every category, playing a hot corner position where she's expected to be a good defender, in it, and for the most part, she is. So what do you have to say about Courtney Harris? I'm, here, I'm I, interested to hear your thoughts. I made a comparison. She was uh, She's kind of like the Bruce Bowen of the Texas State softball team. And people who She doesn't kick anyone, though. People like, who don't she know, doesn't knee anyone, do People they? who don't know. Yeah, no. Okay, no, she good, good. People who don't know basketball or don't know Spurs basketball. I mean, you and me are both big Spurs fans, so we know. Easy. Apologize <laughs> in advance, viewers, <laughs> and, listeners. Uh, so, yeah, we'll make a lot of Spurs references throughout the podcast that we do. But uh, but Bruce Bowen, he was, he was a very consistent player, and he played – top-notch defense, some of the best in the NBA when he was playing. He occasionally hit the corner three when he, he did it a lot, but he occasionally hit the clutch shot when they needed it. And that's kind of what Courtney Harris does. She's consistent, and she's always she's – not, she's not astounding in anything. She's not top of anything, but she's, she's always making the plays when they need it, and she's always doing her job. And I think that's what her role is on the team, especially as that veteran leader. Like Bruce Bowen was a veteran for the Spurs late in his career – he still played to that level, and I think that's what she's doing right now. And she's, I mean, she's showing that she can lead this team, especially especially as it gets later in the season when they need it most. And the Spurs do not win the title in 03, 05, or 07 without Bruce Bowen. That's just, just, no, just to finish happen, this analogy, yeah. they just do not because you need that <laughs> yeah. perimeter defender. And softball needs Courtney Harris. You need that player. Who just just does everything well, does their it's a job. Blue player, it's every, a blue player. Keep every, everyone together, keep every, everything going. I mean, you, you have the paper, and you want to put stuff on the paper, but you need something to put the like, you know, the, like they'll yeah. fall off, but you need that glue, like you said. Yeah. That's Courtney Harris, and that's someone that look when you're looking forward to the rest of the season. That I expect her to do good things, and I don't really like flinch when I see a good no. box score. I'm just like. Well, that's Courtney Harris. That's what she does. I mean, she's just consistent. I'm not surprised at all about this performance or her performances in the when past. She, when she comes to the play, I always expect her to, to make a play, and especially if it's a time when they need it to happen. I expect her to do something, and she did that tonight. And I thought even though that maybe they thought they could do some more after she got that home run, maybe they can put some together. It never, it never happened, but, uh, but it's what they needed. And at the time, they might not have known, but now that you look back, it's – they're glad. They're glad she at least got that yeah. one. <laughs> They're gonna need more punch, more firepower, more runs, more offense against Texas, uh, who is their next opponent Friday and Saturday. Uh, Texas is twenty-four nine overall, 49th in the country in the earned run average, seventy-second in batting average. That may not sound all pretty right there, but trust me, it is, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not flashy. It's not one, two, or three. Seventy-second. They're seventy-second in batting average. There's like three hundred teams. I mean, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Tex- uh, and then you, I looked at it deeper and. This kind of tells me that their their pitching staff top to bottom is pretty balanced because none of their pitchers were in the top 50 and earned on average. So that means just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, they have that um, depth there. Um, they're ranked nationally 25th in the USA Today uh, NFCA poll, and they're just a team that is exciting because they're going to play in San Marcos Friday night at home. Then they're going to be in Austin for the Saturday. So it's a home-and-home home series that – should be a, kind of a good measuring stick for this team, especially after this Incarnate Ward game that they didn't want to see. 
Yeah, and it's I think it'll be fun for the fans especially too because it's it's n- nowhere near a rivalry. You don't want to say that yeah, at all. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. It's, but it's distance kind of makes it into something and I think When that, you get Texas here yeah, in San Marcos, it's always going to be a big deal. Exactly. And I think that I think that the I think there will be the attendance will be pretty good for both games here at Texas State and at UT. I think the fans will travel pretty well, especially especially if the weather's nice and there's not too much to do. And uh, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good time. And I think it's going to be a challenge. I mean, like you said, they're they're seventy second batting average. <laughs> that was no, impressive. But they're uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they're ranked twenty fifth nationally. They're eight and one on the road, which means that when they come here, they'll definitely be ready to play. Uh, they're six and three against ranked teams, which I mean, we're not a ranked team by any means, but I mean, they they play when it matters and they play against good competition on a regular basis. And I think they'll be ready for us. And it's kind of scary to think about after the game that we had today that that's going to be what we go in in with is yeah. coming off this game. Yeah, you don't want. Hopefully, to... I'm sure Ricky will uh, kick him in the butt and get onto him some. I don't doubt sure that. Hope at, so. I don't doubt that doubt that at all. Um, but. Uh, because from from what I can tell in the interview, she wasn't she wasn't particularly interta- uh, excited to talk to us. So I'm sure she's ready to to get onto them and 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 yell at them some. But uh, I think they'll they'll be ready coming in to face UT, especially in that first game. At what do you expect? Do you think they take one? Do you I think call, they compete? I called what it right. You, that, that you you've been pretty accurate this season. <laughs> yeah, that first uh, that first game I called it. Uh, but um, ah. Uh, I don't know. It's different. It's not like a regular series. It's not like a conference. It's not like a doubleheader the first on Saturday and then a game on Sunday. It's Friday, one game Friday, one game Saturday. So I think they'll be ready to go Friday. I don't know if they'll get the win. I think, I don't know, I feel like they'll have a better shot at UT. I don't know why. Hmm. That's just my gut feeling. It may sound weird, but it's just a gut feeling. I don't know. We'll see. It's, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> probably, I don't know. Something, and that's why the they play the game. <laughs> that's <laughs> why they play the game. We'll see. But uh, Going to be a good test for Texas State softball. Um, granted, you know, they've been hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss yeah. throughout this whole season. Waiting to see for them just to hit for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, just to get on a little run. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Final thoughts. It's a tough question. I know, man. Only final thoughts. Come on now, you gotta get me with this one. Uh, Ariel Ortiz, she's uh, she's still hitting pretty well. <laughs> I mean, and Kendall Wiley, they're both hitting 384. I looked at her uh, stats, and she's, her slugging percentage is still over 700. Yeah, Kendall and Ariel are still hitting pretty well. Uh, I don't know. Okay, this is my bold prediction. You ready? They Let's win go. both. Let's hear this. They win both, and they get on a run. They go, they go on a big time run the rest of the year. They win yeah. both this weekend, and that propels them to a to a run and into the into the Sunbelt tournament and it's it's going to be fun. I think they w- I think bold prediction they win these two games and it I'm floored. I didn't expect this. Yeah. My it, bold prediction is that they're going to play a game on Friday, they're going to play a game on Saturday. <laughs> Both of those games will end. One of those teams <laughs> Yo, will lose, you're taking one the easy will win out, huh? and something will happen in that game. Sports will happen. What um, are your final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> that's my final thought. Sports. <laughs> Um, that's always going to be my final <laughs> thought. And I think that's how we're going to wrap up our show. So for Christian Rodriguez, I'm Keeson Ramirez. Peace out. See you.